Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. I'm always happy to be part of Voice America's lineup because Voice America's goal is to provide live programming on the Internet worldwide that helps you, the listener, make informed decisions in your personal and professional life. Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. This is a specially pre-recorded program for you today, but we'll be giving you the websites to, uh, to log on to. Today we're talking about how to protect and how to profit from your ideas. And my guests are John Pemberton and Stephen Levitt from the law office of Stephen B. Levitt. They are registered patent attorneys. Um, welcome both Stephen and John. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Good. All right. Now, there's another, when you talk about being a patent attorney, what we're talking about is intellectual property. What do you mean by that? Okay, well, intellectual property, it's a form of property. Uh, anything, any creation of the mind, more or less. Right. So that can be uh, an invention. Maybe that would pertain to patents. It could be for tr- uh, a logo uh, for your business. That would be trademark. And artistic creations such as writings, paintings, other works of arts, and even trade secrets. And now let's talk about the trade secret because that's confusing to me. How do I know if something that I thought of somebody else hasn't thought of? Should I check it out with an attorney? I mean, should I go online? What should I do first? Well, the first test: uh, what what is a trade secret? Uh, one one prime example I can think of is that. Uh, the, the recipe for Coca-Cola, that's a famous trade secret. Mm-hmm. That is something that uh, they bind their bottlers and such with the use of legal agreements so that they won't reveal it. And if, if it should get revealed out, they would have a means to uh, stop it within the court system. But more, more importantly, there's a key reason they haven't patented the formula for Coca-Cola. Well, one, it's been around a long time, but mm-hmm. even if they came out with it today, you wouldn't want to necessarily patent that because then the, uh, your, your competition, after the expiration of the patent, could go ahead and make use that formula and make the same thing. So what you're saying is... Topic, um, I'm going to quickly describe what a patent is. A patent is basically a an agreement with the United States government that you will have an exclusive license to make, use, or sell whatever is covered in the patent. Right. In exchange for that exclusive license, though, after your patent expires, you have to turn that invention over to the public. So it becomes mm-hmm. in the public domain. So Coca-Cola, for example, if they wanted to patent their exclusive formula, they could have the exclusive license for it for a while. But when that patent expires, they would have to turn that over to the public and their competitors. Okay, here's my question. Uh-huh. Why do patents expire? Why can't you have a patent forever? Because that would be a, uh, you, would, in a sense, would have a monopoly on that industry, and that is something that the United States does not want to encourage. The reason that, actually, it's, it's right in the Constitution to promote the arts and sciences, mm-hmm. it gives Congress the power to 
give people uh, legal rights such as copyright mm -hmm. and patents. So the trade secret helps with that because you make the individual person liable if the trade secret is told. Correct. Trade secrets can generally be described as those that those ideas or um, things that are valuable to a company that cannot really be protected by a copyright, trademark, or patent. Mm -hmm. They may include customer lists, business models, um, all sorts of various things that could not be protected by patent or the company has chosen not to protect with a patent. Mm -hmm. All right, let, let me switch a little bit here because the show is about positive living. So let's say we have somebody who has a great idea, you know, and they think they can make money at it, but they're really not sure. And they, they've seen a lot of things kind of like what they want to do, um, but, you know, they may want to change careers. They may want to get out of a job and start their own business, but they're not sure that their idea or what they're looking at is, is really unique. What would you say to them? Okay, I would... Uh... And actually, we have examples of that with with some of our clients who have uh, had a career change or uh, with your former company downsized, so they're out uh, mm -hmm. using using their. Uh, they have a lot of free time to come up with new ideas, <laughs> and their their compensation package from being let go. But uh, so they have an idea of, of of how to you know make something or do something that they think that no one else has ever done. A lot of our clients go onto the internet and search there first, which is always a good idea to take care of your own due diligence before you call anybody else. And where would they search? They would just look start to see if that idea had been done? Yes. Start start using the uh, common search engines such as Google, Yahoo, okay. and MSN, and, mm -hmm. and try to see if you can find something similar to your idea And before you even pick up the phone or, or try to look for someone to help you. Uh, you know, Use what's available that's pretty much free. Uh, and when, once you're comfortable with that, then you you, you would want to find out. Well, gee, has anybody ever patented that before? Um, that's when, for example, our clients will come in contact with us. They'll fill out at our website uh, an invention disclosure form, and we'll take a free look at that to see if it's you know facially right you know right off the bat if it's obvious or if it's something that can't be patented. Mm -hmm. Then we often get. Uh, Invention disclosure forms that that we laugh at because we probably get two or three a month that are the remote key finder. Yeah, the remote um, control finder all mm -hmm. the time. All we get those all the time, and it and it doesn't mean that there couldn't be an improvement on it, but everybody mm -hmm. else is for some reason, uh, you know. You know, let's talk about that. Let's talk about improving on something. Let's say you have. Oh, I'm just going to give an example. I'm sitting in a chair that I is. Um, you know, that's kind of ergonomically safe, meaning that it's specially contoured for sitting a long time, has special features. And I'm sitting in this, and I look at it, and I just figure out that there's another way to make this chair better. It could be even better designed. Yes. What would I do about that, and what, do you, what would you call that? Well, I would say that that's an improvement patent, uh, which 99% of all patent applications start out as. Uh, there's only so many light bulbs and computer chips that people are, you know, pioneering. Right. Uh, the rest of us are just improving on and making things better. So, in that kind of a situation, uh, let's say you, you couldn't find it anywhere else, you got in touch with our firm. Uh, what we would do is then offer you a uh, choice of uh, doing a what we call a limited patent search, where we use c uh, commercial patent databases where we search worldwide patents to try to find the prior art 
and uh, by priority, you yes, mean thank you, John. any uh, patents that have already been um, obtained for your idea and published, mm -hmm. uh, or anything that has been published, right? Um, okay. Because yeah, it's, and this is another good point to clarify is that uh, you know just because it it wasn't patented, but for some reason it's been out there for a long time and it's well known. Uh, that's not eligible for a patent at mm -hmm. that point because it's it's not fair. It's already in the, as we would call it, the public domain. Right. You basically have to invent it. You cannot take something that you see out there and say, oh, that's a good idea. I will go and patent that. You um, can improve on it. You can improve yes. on it, but you mm -hmm. cannot patent it yourself. Either. All right, so before we go to break, what's the difference then between a patent and a trademark? You see TM all the time. Does trademark just mean that you can't use the name? Actually, what a trademark is, um, trademark is the name or logo that's used to sell those goods or services. Right. Um, it really, it's a, it's a, it's a jumping point to who the manufacturer is. Okay. It's an identifying mark for that good or service. A and patent is on something, on how something works or how something right. looks. Going back to your, of it. going back to your ergonomic chair. Mm -hmm. If you came up with a new back design that somehow had a big curve and maybe, you know, another two or three curves at the top. Mm -hmm. you could potentially get a design patent on that, and that would just purely be based on how that chair looks. Mm -hmm. It would not be based on how that chair functions. Right. If there was some mechanism at the bottom that somehow let you adjust the lumbar and the back support to achieve a... Uh, um, the comfort. Yeah, some superior comfort position, mm -hmm. then that would be subject potentially to a utility patent. Right, Okay. All right, I think another another question before we go to break, because this is more my field. I'm so involved in wellness and health. You know, when I think about all the supplements I take and the liquid potions, the <laughs> to make me feel better, yeah. you know, and, and, and new companies come out all the time. You know, I'll go to the health food store and they'll say, well, you know, that brand is great, but here's this brand new product, and it's just this power tonic. And it may have the same kind of herbs as the other product, but it's a little different. So what do these companies do? I mean, do they patent or do they trademark or what do they do with these formulas? Okay. Uh, actually, we, we do have a client that, that is in that kind of a field, as, as he calls it, the nutraceutical field. Right, exactly. And what what's out there is that uh, he's found certain uh, derivatives of compounds that have never been used in a certain way. Mm -hmm. So what he'll do in this example is, is, is he'll come up with a method of, of using it, of taking it, that, that's going to produce effective results for the health. Mm -hmm. So if, if, for example, someone has never taken, uh, you know, mixed XYZ together uh, before, or they have that mixed together before, rather, and have, uh, but never applied it to treat, let's say, certain health condition, uh, all of a sudden someone else says, hey, but this is great. You know, you take mm -hmm. 20 uh, mm -hmm. milligrams a day of this and you'll feel much better. And lo and behold, because no one else has applied to this and, and come mm -hmm. up with a certain methodology for it, that would be subject to getting a patent. It's unexpected results. It would be like yes. taking Pepto-Bismol, which is commonly known for stomach ailments, mm -hmm. and discovering that it had memory-increasing capabilities. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a chance you could get a patent on using Pepto-Bismol to it. increase memory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and because that's completely unexpected results. And we're not suggesting that anyone goes to yeah. start taking no, right. it. Right. All right, and we're, and we're going to go to break and continue on this note. 
about using things with different applications. Very interesting. My guests are John Pemberton and Stephen Levitt from the law office of Stephen Levitt, registered patent attorneys. They deal with intellectual property. And Stephen Levitt's going to have his own program right here on Voice America. And after the break, he's going to tell you about it. So you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. You won't call in today. It's Labor Day and Happy Labor Day. But um, we'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Information you need, when you need it, VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time to Voice America for True Life in God with Betsy Serafin. On the show, Betsy will talk about the importance of having God in your life as well as discuss how God is calling Christians to come together in the heart. So make it a point to tune in to True Life in God every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. In today's world, it's hard to find the truth with anything. Is there such a thing as the truth? Where and how can I find it? Will someone just give it to me straight? Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific with Mario Verdad, an exciting new show that will give it to you straight every time and tackle the truth behind everything from political issues and crime to vocational and career counseling. So log on and tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. This is Dr. Pat Basile, and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime... Your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Tune in every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to Voice America for Global Security with Victor Plesner. Global Security is the show that covers international security issues for all walks of life since 9-11 and what the future may present to keep our world safe. You will hear from leaders of global security companies as well as authors of books on law enforcement and terrorism. So join us Fridays at 8 a.m. for Global Security with Victor Plesner right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We're back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. And as I say, I'm always happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. That's why my program is here, Positive Living. This program brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. Today is our Labor Day show, and we're not here live, so this is a pre-recorded program. But it's really a fun show today, and what we're talking about is how to protect your ideas and how to profit from your ideas. My guests are John Pemberton and Stephen Levitt. They are patent attorneys with Stephen B. Levitt of Registered Patent Attorneys, LLP. And Stephen Levitt's going to have his own program right here on, on Voice America very soon, so we're going to talk about that. And just want to tell you before we go on for, that uh, Positive Living is always on Voice America on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And you can go to my website, raskinresources.com, and listen to my archive shows and get a copy of my book. Welcome back, John and Stephen. 
Okay, we were talking about, before the break, about how, let's say you had a potion, like a nutraceutical, because everybody knows about vitamins and taking them. And what you said is that if you take that supplement in a new way, even if you use the same combination of herbs, but you give a different dosage, you can get a patent on this? Potentially, that's true. Because uh, you've come across and found that it can be applied to treat a certain condition that nobody else had thought of. So it's, it's not the product that we're that we're protecting now; it's the method of of using it. Got it. And that's that's the difference because you know people think uh, that patents are apply only to devices, that, you know, products, tools, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. But it can also be the method, the method of making it, making something better, mm-hmm. the method of using something. Mm-hmm. Also, so as long as it's slightly different. Well, it has to be slightly different. It it has to be unexpected. For example, aspirin. Um, right. When you take aspirin, it will reduce your headache, and the reason why is because it thins your blood. Well, somebody figured out, hey, that could also help your heart, maybe during a heart attack. Mm-hmm. That is not patentable because that's obvious. If it thins your blood, if if the reason it prevents your headache is because it thins your blood, then there are other things in your body that thinning blood is going to help. So you mm-hmm. couldn't get use for aspirin on those other things. And even if you could, it the problem with, with something like that is how would, let's say Bayer figured this out first, since they, they originally held the, uh, the uh, uh, they came up with the uh, aspirin. Patent for acetaminophen. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, uh, for aspirin itself, for uh, the, the uh, compound, uh, aspirin. Actually, aspirin was a trademark that uh, everyone just made it generic to mean. Right, that like Xerox. Like Xerox. Everyone well, says no, I'm going to Xerox this. They adver- uh, Xerox, though, unlike uh, beer with aspirin, they aggressively protect that mark. And uh, you'll notice often in ads that they'll say uh, something, you know, Xerox protected brand, trade name, and such. And they, do- they don't like it when people, you know, when they mean a photocopy, they go out and say Xerox. They, mm-hmm. they take offense to that because you're weakening their trade Phoenix might be a better example. Yes. That's true. I always say Kleenex. Yeah. Oh, sure. And it's a, it's people, people, it's not Kleenex. Yeah, you know, that's that's a whole other topic that, that you know I'll probably uh, have, have included in my show. Yes. But yeah. uh, to to get back to that point uh, of enforcement is how would you know since so many people have the ability to take aspirin and it becomes public knowledge that hey if I take you know a baby sized portion a day it's going to help my heart and doctors know this how you know, how can Bear can't go out and sue all, sue everybody in the world, right? So the, you know the best situation like that is you know if when you have a small enough market uh, and, and your competitor all of a sudden starts, you know, hey, if you use my uh, mm-hmm. aspirin to to treat this, you know, even though it's patented, but haha, no one else is going to know. Then you know you could see Bear going after another big manufacturer. They're not mm-hmm. going to bother with a little guy, even though they could technically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about your show, because you were saying you might do this on your show. You're having a show right here on Voice America. Tell us when it's starting and uh, and, and what you're going to do on the show. It's well, called the, You Invented, uh, right? You Invented, We Protect It. You Invented, We Protect It. And, and I think uh, you gave you in September. <laughs> Pardon? I said that is trademarked. So okay. I, 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 I use that to identify with my business. And I believe that your show will start on September 8th. Is Which is on Thursday at seven o'clock Pacific in the morning, seven a.m. and ten o'clock Eastern a.m. Correct. 
Okay. Tell us about your show. You invent it, we protect it. Well, we're going to discuss uh, all about inventions, ideas, and and everything that involves intellectual property. And basically what we're trying to do is uh, bring it to the to the average person uh, you know has a great idea about something they've, they've developed in their garage what do they do with it now so they can, uh, people can call in with their ideas oh certainly certainly you know we'll we'll, we'll give them uh, uh, you know we'll try to talk about it in a general manner because we don't want to give away the novelty of it and then have everybody else trying to file an application on this mm-hmm. but you know we'll, we can talk about things in a roundabout way mm-hmm. to not reveal the, the novelty of it. And uh, but yet keep on focus and try to learn something about you know what o- what does the average person do? Uh, One of the purposes of the law educate the independent inventor because we found that often they are the people who are most uh, ill-informed about the patenting process mm-hmm. and and are run for being taken advantage exactly. of. Exactly. We created a website www.youinventit.com that uh, we feel contains a wealth of information that we hope will help educate inventors so that they can avoid being scammed. And that's yeah, and I've also, I have, it, I have it online right now. And there's also something called youinvented.com blog, which contains weekly posted, postings to questions that's submitted about patents and other topics. Yes, that's So correct. people really should go on to youinvented.com, and it will lead them to the blog, or youinvented.com blog. Right, and it's just, that's you uh, as in Y-O-U, invent, the word invent, and it, I-T, dot com. Okay, all right. Let me ask you before we go to break, both of you. Yes. Um, this is an, uh, sort of an unusual question. It's kind of a touchy-feely, Patricia, positive living question. Of all the things that you've done, and I know you've worked with so many inventors and ideas, think of one, each of you, that has been the most interesting to you. Somebody that's come to you with something that's really sparked your own interest and interested you and you've been able to do something with. Do you have an idea? You have one. You're pausing because you have so many. <laughs> well, it, that, that's the truth. It, it is difficult to try to pick just one yeah. uh, out of the out of the many. And um, well, maybe an one idea. that comes to my mind. Yeah. Um, it's a gentleman, and without going too much into his invention, right. it was a um, exercise machine. Oh, and right up my alley. Go ahead. <laughs> what he had done was he filed what's called a provisional patent application. Um, now, provisional patent application expires after one year, and if you don't file for a utility patent application, um, within that one year, you lose all your rights to that provisional patent application. Mm. Well, he was not either aware of that or following up with it too closely, and he came to us about two weeks before the deadline, um, before the utility patent application was due, and we scrambled to get a, a utility patent application on file form to protect his idea. Well, he took that utility patent um, and he started marketing it to other exercise companies. Before he had the patent? Um, no, this was no. after he got the okay. patent because okay. he was able oh, he to be protected. Yeah. Right. Not oh, the not the patent. Yeah, the application. Right. Make that clear. I misspoke. Okay. Um, when he went to these other companies, they started saying, um, yes, your, your patent application is good, but it does not cover this aspect, and we think this aspect will be more marketable. He came back to that. He came back to us with what they had told him, and we were able to amend his patent application mm. to include all the different features mm. that would make his um, his invention a lot more marketable. Wow! And so, and how did that work? Right now, he's in the process of negotiating. He's got actually several companies bidding against each other to mm. 
market his exercise. Isn't effort. that and, great? And you'll probably see it on the QVC or some. Okay, so so here here's here's a tip for for listeners then is that make sure that if you do a provisional that you make sure that you are within that year deadline of having that patent because otherwise if he hadn't come to you two weeks before he would have lost that opportunity, correct? Right. And if he wouldn't have come to us um, after these companies said yes, we like your idea, but we have we would like to modify it, if right? He would not have just he kind of casually mentioned that to us. I see. Not realizing how important did, that was. Like, we can protect that. You know, you just have to let us know. Um, mm-hmm. I think the lesson to take away from that is don't try to do it yourself mm-hmm. because um, you could really get into a lot of trouble. Um, something I usually tell inventors is, you know, I'm not sure what that inventor's job is, but they would not want me to go and try to do their job. Right. You know, I may be able to do it, but I'd probably make a lot of mistakes. I wouldn't mm-hmm. know all the tricks. You know, and wouldn't this be is something efficient. that you don't want to make a mistake with because one, one slight mistake about well, I, I told I you know I spoke to a you know at a conference I was at a year ago uh, a year ago uh, you know three days ago so it's been over one year can I get a patent uh, application filed for this now well the answer is no you just publicly disclosed it and lost all your rights mm-hmm. so you want to be careful about who you're telling who you're talking to mm-hmm. and. Uh, okay. you know, and, you know, that's that's why we offer the free analysis right up front because, okay. you know, we'll give you the options uh, about what, you know, what we can try to protect and, and you know, after we take a look right. at it, we can give you fair and estimated costs. All right, we're going to take a break. And and you can do that by going to youinvented.com, youinvented.com. And you can write to Stephen B. Levitt and John Pemberton at Stephen B. Levitt. They're registered patent attorneys. They deal with intellectual property. Stephen's having his own radio show very, very soon, right here on Voice America, debuting on September 8th at 7 a.m. Eastern and um, 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern. Folks, stay tuned. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Cutting edge, challenging, stimulating. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant. Today, more and more student-athletes are bypassing college and heading straight to the pros. Matt Bush, Freddie Adu, LeBron James. Discuss the benefits and pitfalls of going pro on the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyer and Mama Starks every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Sport Mavericks provides straightforward, no-nonsense talk about the current and sometimes controversial topics facing student-athletes and their parents today. Agents want to make money. Schools want the publicity. The Sport Mavericks wants what's best for you. So whether you or your child is thinking about bypassing college or looking for the best university to showcase their talents, listen to the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyer and Mama Starks every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Sport Mavericks, smart talk for parents and athletes. Hi, I'm Jennifer Lewis, and you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime, your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. 
When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard Shoebox. Heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Tune in every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to Voice America for Global Security with Victor Plesner. Global Security is the show that covers international security issues for all walks of life since 9-11 and what the future may present to keep our world safe. You will hear from leaders of global security companies as well as authors of books on law enforcement and terrorism. So join us Fridays at 8 a.m. for Global Security with Victor Plesner right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. We have a specially pre-recorded program for you today on Labor Day, on September 5th, and we will certainly lead you to all of the wonderful website information. We're talking about something a little different today. We're talking about your ideas. We always talk about your ideas and your feelings and being positive, but now we're talking about taking those ideas and putting them into action, protecting them and profiting from them. My guests are John Pemberton and Stephen B. Levitt, both attorneys, registered patent attorneys, with the law office of Stephen B. Levitt. Their website is youinventit.com, Y-O-U-I-N-B-E-N-T-I-T.com. And Stephen Levitt is having his own radio program called You Invent It, We Protect It right here on voiceamerica.com, debuting on September 8th on Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern. Welcome back, Stephen and John. Thank you. you. All right, let's talk a little bit about um, copywriting. Now, I'm an author. I've written, and I have self-published one book, at least, actually, a workbook, too. And so let's talk about people who have trouble getting agents and, and publishers. Now, once you have an agent and a publisher, they take care of all the copywriting for you. But if you want to self-publish that book, even if you go to an independent publisher, what should you know about copywriting? Well, I would I would say the first thing, uh, and I did have a, a client that that had done a patent uh, that had done a patent application for. Uh, he just had a a uh, an idea for a TV show, and he and he wrote out a script, and mm. he wanted to go sell that. So I advised him that well, before you go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead and register that with the copyright office, and uh, it's not a complicated procedure. And uh, I think John can tell you a little bit about uh, how to how to find out some information for yourself. But before he does that, I wanted to say that uh, we went ahead we, when we registered that for him, and then he went and and tried to you know, go to different uh, studios and whatnot and, and and agents and try to sell it at that point because uh, at that point you know you're not he wasn't with an agent yet who could just go ahead and, and do this copywriting for mm-hmm. him, or take you know, or just handle that business end of it. So this is for the person who's you know just starting out. You might as mm-hmm. well just have that that extra bit of protection. I, I have a quick question. I remember when I wrote a workbook, and I'm going back about 15 years. I had a friend who was a publisher, and he told me, and I did this. I don't know if it still holds. Will you can send it to yourself? You send your material to yourself, and you keep it um, closed. Is, yes. And that that protects it. Explain that. I never yeah, understood that, it, but I did that, it. That's the poor man's copyright. 
um, all that's doing is, is showing that on this and such and such date, right? I this was written, it's mine, and it was in existence. Because okay. copyright, unlike patents, uh, they you have certain rights, even if you don't register it, you have certain rights, and you, the copyright still exists. So even the average person, you just take out your notebook, you write something down, mm-hmm. well, you, you have a copyright on your notes. Whenever copyrights protect artistic works of art, mm-hmm. the expression, and whenever mm-hmm. that artistic work of work of art or expression is put down in a tangible medium, such mm-hmm. as paper on your computer screen or anything like that, it is considered you are you have a copyright in that work. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you put the little circle C on there or whatever you do to it, you own the copyrights to that work. Mm. Okay. Well, what are you going to do with that? If, if, for example... But should we do it that way or should we go to a patent attorney? I would say, attorney? well, at that point, uh, you know, I don't like to... They used to call every, uh, everybody in the, in the intellectual property field patent attorney, but now we try to you know, tell people it's intellectual property attorney. Even right. though patent attorney means the same thing to me because we don't want we want people to understand that you know we do patent, trademark, co- and copyright and licensing for trade secrets and other things like uh, such that are, that are related. Mm-hmm. So uh, at that point, yes, you can come and see us and we can help you. Uh, also, John, why don't you explain about the uh, government's website for copyright to yeah. get some self-information. The government, actually it's the Library of Congress that mm-hmm. um, controls the copyright. Yeah, they administer that. And uh, they have a great website, www.copyright.gov. Okay. And that just provides a wealth of information. They've and does that mean that the, uh, an individual can do it themselves? Yes. Okay. Copyright is probably one of the easiest of, out, of, out of everything that we do that people could generally handle that themselves. Okay. If, if people are a little bit uh, leery about going ahead and doing that, though, we're always here to help and okay. do that. But, you know, of course, it's going to cost something. Then. And okay. the, com- the Copyright okay. Office, they publish things that are called circulars and brochures, and they do a very good job of walking you through step-by-step right. process on the ins and outs of copywriting. And tell us the, the website again. It's www.copyright.gov. Okay. Now, question. If you are asked to write an article in a magazine or a newspaper, either local, regional, publish, or, or, or national, do they own the copyrights or do you, or does it depend? It depends. Um, there's That's a circular that, that covers that. It's what work would fall under the class of a work made for hire mm-hmm. is what it's considered. Um, for example, if I commissioned an artist to come in and, or a photographer to come in and say, paint my portrait or take a family picture of me, that's mine. I own the copyright in that. I have a, I have a good, good example of that. Actually, okay. uh, uh, Monty Python, when they came, uh, I can't remember who bought the rights, but they decided that, well, gee, because of the BBC format and whatever, it just didn't quite fit in with all the commercials. So they went ahead and did some trimming of the, uh, of the shows and cut it down. Well, the, they weren't too, Monty Python, uh, that, that group, they weren't too happy about that because they they affected how the show ran. The overall content. artistic merit of the show, right? And even though the, they were paid, it was a work for hire, so they you know they weren't they didn't have control over maybe who could sell it. But if you start you know tearing something apart like that, now you're affecting the artist's uh, innate right into that work. So they used the the 
legal system and uh, got them to stop that. And and so you can't take their work of art and and mix master it up and come out with something different because uh, you know then it, people if it weren't funny then people would think well gee this these com- this, these mm-hmm. comedians aren't funny I'm not going to you know see their next show or, or whatever whether or not something is a work made for hire it just boils down to who has the control over the final end product yes and even even if it's a work for hire though the artist or the writer the creator they still have some rights as to how that content can be used. Okay. Unless they're hired by a publisher, and then the publisher has the rights. Well, it you get it. Well, let's say they they took you you wrote a story, an article, and they changed it enough that it almost it really wasn't your story anymore. It, was, okay. it came up to a totally opposite conclusion. Uh, you know, I don't know what rights you signed away, but uh, you know, if you have you know at least some basic rights left into that work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wouldn't want your name associated with that if, if you, you know, they came out to an opposite conclusion. And that's another thing that should be discussed is what the, a contract says, the, the employer-employee contract or the contract that was created um, for you to, to um, create the work. Um, that can always trump your intellectual property rights and whatever you create. Okay. And that holds true with patents, trademarks, copyrights. So you really do need a lawyer to go over this because those words yes. are very important. It's in that sometimes, context. Sometimes, I mean, there there might be some rights in there that you just, even though someone has you sign something and you think you're signing it away, you can't sign it away. You might not be able to sign it away at all. And, and I think uh, the artistic creation uh, that might be one of the rights. I'd, I'd have to do some research on that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's, that's certain things that you know, if people just signed away everything, then. Uh, it could ruin people's careers. and, mm-hmm. and So there's some protection there is what yeah, you're saying sure. from signing everything away. And okay. even though you have automatic protection in whenever you um, um, create your artistic form in a tangible medium, you want to register it because that's when the statutory damages yes. begin. Yes. If you and don't register it, then you don't get those statutory damages. Right. And, that, that's and registering is, is kind of like patenting it in a way. Yes. Okay, all right. All right, we're going we're gonna to go to break. We're going to come back. We'll have another segment. Um, my guests today are John Pemberton and Stephen Levitt, and they are talking about protecting and profiting from your ideas. Uh, John and Stephen are from the law office of Stephen B. Levitt, LLP. They are registered patent attorneys. They deal with intellectual property. Stephen Levitt's going to be having his own radio show called You Invent It, We Protect It, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, debuting on September 8th, which is Thursday, 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern. They also, you'll be able to write to them, email them. You can call them with your questions, and you can go onto their website, which is youinventit.com. All right, folks, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin, your host. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. Informative, educational, insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Rory Goray, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. 
If you own a greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Connecting your world, the Internet's number one talk and information station, voiceamerica.com. How can you have a better life on your terms? You can have a better life because you can become better. Stop waiting for everything around you to change. Tune in every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Voice America for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. David Martin, an internationally recognized speaker, will teach you what successful people are doing. So join us Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. Right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. We have a specially pre-recorded program for you today. Today is Labor Day, September 5th, and hope you're all celebrating and also listening to this great show. I'm excited because um, we're actually previewing a new show today that is going to be on the air. I am talking to patent attorneys, and we're talking about how to protect your ideas and how to profit from your ideas. My guests are John Pemberton and Stephen Levitt from the law office of Stephen B. Levitt, LLP. They're registered patent attorneys. Stephen Levitt will have his own programming debuting right here on Voice America called You Invent It, We Protect It, September 8th, Thursday, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. Log on to youinventit.com, and you can call in during the show, and if you have some fabulous ideas and you want your questions answered, this is the place to go. Welcome back, John and Stephen. Thank you. All right, so let's talk about You Invented, We Protect It. How about You Invented, and now I want to make money from it. <laughs> you know, You Invented, We Protect It, and now the, the client's saying, but I want to make money. What do you say to that? Oh, okay. Uh, once your patent is, is filed, you're now, and everyone's probably familiar with this, that, that great term, patent pending. Yeah. Well, now, now you have uh, some legal proof that you're, one, you file for the application, the application's yours. Well, most people, you know, let's say uh, for our average inventor, they have some d- tool that they've created. Uh, they're not going to be able to go out and build a factory or contract somebody in, in China or whatnot and try to then distribute it and everything else. So often what we have is uh, we had one client uh, came up with an automotive tool. Well, you start thinking about who sells tools for automotive parts that or similar parts already. 
who can I go and talk to now that it's patent pending? And uh, maybe maybe what I can do is show them they, they're going to think it's such a great idea that they're going to offer to either obtain a license and I'll collect royalties off of that, mm-hmm. or uh, they'll buy it from me outright and and still perhaps collect some kind of royalty. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the the method that uh, the way that most people are going to be able to make a, something with their invention is to license it to somebody else who already has the manufacturing capability mm-hmm. or just to outright sell it. Mm-hmm. Going back to the the gentleman earlier who had the fitness equipment, right? Um, there were several manufacturers that knew he had filed for a provisional patent application, but because they knew that he had done it himself, they were waiting to see if he would file for a utility application because if he didn't, then he could have lost rights in his idea. Or and they could have taken his idea and filed their own utility. Correct. Well, no, they really couldn't have done that. They would have they had to come have. up with something new and novel. Okay. They could not have just taken his idea. You have to be the inventor to file for a patent application. You just cannot take somebody else's idea. Okay, but wait a minute. If he hadn't done that that special addendum, in other words, if he hadn't come up with that new idea that you had amended, right. then what would happen if he lost the opportunity to do that idea? Could anybody else do it, make a chair like it? Yes, they could have made the change, and if the change was significant enough, then it would not have infringed on I his see. patent. I see. Okay. They, but he'd still have to make a different chair. Yeah, it might have infringed. It's, it's hard it to depends. say. Yeah, the problem know. is it would be litigation, and you, you don't want to litigate against a big right. company. And, and, you know, just think about the simplest way. You invent something that has parts A, B, C, and then for some reason you never thought of D. Someone else comes along while your patent is still good and thinks of D and gets a patent for A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. Well, if they make your, their device of A, B, C, D, they're still making ABC, and they're going to have to negotiate with you and get some kind of a licensing agreement and, and maybe cross-licensing uh, type thing where you can both sell each other's products and, and, make, and everybody makes money in the end. That's, you know, we're, we're living in a society where, uh, where we're all trying to make something <laughs> with, our, with our inventions, and uh, people want to make money in the end. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be uh, open to licensing usually. Okay. So what what we're trying to do, and we just have a couple minutes left, is I guess what I'd like you to do is if people have an idea, what's the one thing that you would like to leave folks with? Maybe a common mistake people make. What is it that people should do if they have a great idea, they, they'd like to protect it, they'd like to profit from it? What, what's your advice? What do you want to leave listeners with today? They do research. I mean, just get on the Internet. Find out all you can about patents, patenting process, you know, patent attorneys. Certainly. I mean, you can call us, and we'll be more than happy to, you know, talk ad nauseum on the phone until you're just bored to tears about the whole process. But we feel it's most important that you're educated, because if you're educated, there's less likely of a chance that you're going to be taken advantage of. We offer, uh, not only do we take the free, uh look at it, the analysis, to see if it's just obvious on the face uh, and whether it can work, but we'll also we offer a limited patent search where... Relatively low cost. Mm-hmm. Will I get on? I, I do a lot of these searches myself, and I, I used to be a patent examiner, so I, I know how the other side thinks at the patent mm-hmm. office, mm-hmm. And, and go through patent database, look at patents, and tell you, you know, these are the. I'll find the closest uh, published things that I can find. Give it to you. Explain to you, you know, why I think yours might be different or not, or, or get your opinion why you think it's better. And uh, a lot of times I'll throw it back to the inventor and say, hey. Tell me why yours is better, and if I think it's significant enough, 
of an improvement, then I'll recommend moving forward to having a patent application prepared and filed. Tell me, how many people come to you who really do have good ideas, or do, you, do most of the people who come to you have ideas of merit, or do a lot of people come with ideas that just aren't going to fly, in your experience? I, I think, uh, I don't have the exact statistics, uh, I believe it's one in three of the invention yeah, disclosure forms that we get. Are well, that's pretty searchable. good. Well, that's one third. Yeah, that's that's, that's just for a search, and and out of that, uh, you know, I don't know exactly how many I you know mm-hmm. I would recommend moving mm-hmm. forward, but a fair, a majority, a vast majority, I don't recommend moving forward. Mm-hmm. And the big difference between us and uh, the so-called late night marketing companies that you might see on TV about, uh, hey, do you have a great idea? Get a Mm -hmm. better. Well, those aren't lawyers in most cases. I've never found one that's a lawyer. Uh, And they're just marketing people. And they're Mm going to, we've had clients who have been, who've spent, lost thousands of dollars to them. All right. So we're going to have to close. But the, the bottom line here is that if you have an idea, First of all, listen to the brand new show, ComingOnVoiceAmerica.com, which is going to be on uh, Thursday, starting September 8th at 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern. And it will be called You Invent It, We Protect It. And on that show is Stephen Levitt, who is with Stephen B. Levitt Attorneys, and John Pemberton will be also a co-host, part of the team, and you will be having people call in, correct? And you'll have inventors. You're going to be interviewing inventors. Yeah, we're going to try to have interesting guests, inventor, uh, one week maybe. Uh, you know, Actual maybe. clients to describe the process. Right. We, we might have uh, if you know, someone who's currently with the patent office okay. uh, on here to answer questions. Okay. So it'll be Marketers, professionals, it'll be inventors, people with questions. And you can log on to youinvented.com, youinvented.com. Thank you so much, Stephen Levitt and well, John Pemberton. thank Heberton. you very much. It's, it's a pleasure. Thank yeah, you thank you. Us. Good. Stay on the line. All right, uh, folks, next week, um, live, we will be on the air. And we're going to switch to a topic about eating and food. My guest is Betsy Beaven. She's co-author of four vegetarian cookbooks, including The Political Palette. She was co-founder and professional chef at Bloodroot Vegetarian Restaurant for 24 years, which was named one of the top 10 vegetarian restaurants in the country by Vegetarian Times. She will discuss the health benefits um, and, and the fun of cooking seasonal, organic, and ethnic foods of all kinds. All right, so remember that you can always listen to Positive Living on Voice America on Mondays, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. We broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. Go to raskinresources.com where you can log on to my website and get a copy of my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, and listen to the archive shows on Voice America that have certainly, uh, that are there. Folks, I wish you happiness and health and wealth and success, and you can get all of that by listening to Positive Living. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great day. You've been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living right here on voiceamerica.com.